What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode eight of season three of Football's Finest, Thiessen and Seth. I uh, think you guys are going to like this show today. Honestly, I don't know if you guys like them or not, but we don't really care. We just keep making them and just vomiting these word soups into your guys' ears. So we hope you guys like it. If not, you guys can just shut up because we don't really care about your opinions anyways. So, uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy the show. And also, Garrick's in last place. So we just thought we'd make that disclaimer right now. As always, this podcast is brought to you by WTH Cattle Company. WTH is a locally sourced and owned cattle ranch that is committed to providing you with the best cuts of black Angus beef. Whether you're looking for some nice T-bones for a lovely date night with the missus or some burgers for the tailgate, WTH has you covered. Uh, This latest round of processed beef, it'll be ready in late spring of 2022. So if you're looking to stock up with farm fresh beef, then look no further than WTH Cattle Company. For details, contact Clay and tell him that we sent you. All right, welcome in everybody to the week eight of football's finest, Thiessen and Seth. Uh, The season's moving right along. It's a... We're already starting to get all those little playoff push uh, graphics on CBS and NBC and all that. It's already sad that, like, half the football season's over, it seems like. Mm. Brutal. Bad day. But the good news is the sun came up on Tuesday morning and Garrick was in his rightful place and last. Yes, he is the bottom feeder. After a horse-ass week that he had against me, I was able to edge him out. <laughs> and he reclaimed his rightful place. Oh, That's something that can bring fans of all of all teams, uh, people of all creed, colors, nationalities, religions, origins, together to see Garrick in last place. I don't know. Is there – there may – I think there's nine people in our league rooting for Garrick to get last. Yes. <laughs> I Every think it's unanimous. One. Yes, we. I think if I think I speak for everybody that if Garrett came in last, I think that we would reinstitute the spud as the punishment. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's only absolutely. natural. I'll I'll vote for that. You can start a league poll if you want to. Oh, I'll I'll use my league manager tools right now at six p.m. on Thursday, October twenty. What is it? The twenty ninth? Yeah, twenty yeah. no twenty eighth. A league poll has been posted. Should Garrick. If Garrick spud. finishes last, the spud comes back. <clears throat> and if you can get six out of ten votes, it passes. Yes. Or we could just we just need five out of ten, and then the commissioner yeah. can break the tie. Yes, because my, my vote counts for two. Uh-huh. You're like the vice president. <laughs> yes. So, there's, no, uh, there's, no, there's no filibuster in this like the Congress, so... So it's not like a a little minority stake loses or whatever or can block something. This is a this is a dictatorship. A split five votes will do it. A filibuster would take six. So five oh, okay. five votes passes it. Okay, there we go. 
because in, in the Senate, a filibuster is is you have to get to the sixty vote threshold. And but there's been talk about eliminating the filibuster so it can go fifty fifty uh, with the vice president tie. Anyway, but uh, what I want to talk about a little bit because I've been talking with Caleb about it. How did this Caleb Clay feud start, and where where does this come from? You know, I don't know. Did I did did Garrett or did Caleb come into town one day and hit on Jen or something drunkenly or? Well, Clay kind of yeah, Clay. Something must have happened. Clay started the whole thing, I believe. Clay came on and was saying Caleb was the worst fantasy owner. How in the world does he get that? I don't. Caleb's never <laughs> been at the. Clay's yeah. been mentioned in the discussion a few times, but has has Clay, Caleb ever missed the playoffs? I think he's been in the playoffs every year. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's always there. He just can't seem to get over the hump. So you can argue that he's – you can't say he's the worst because he makes the playoffs every year, but you can argue he can't get over the hump. And it looks like with a three and four start, it's going to be an uphill battle for him to do that this year. Hey, what would you say there? He cut out. Oh, I just mean that, that Caleb just can't quite get over the hump. Yeah. And, and with a three and four start to the season, it's going to be tough for him to get over that hump now. Yeah, that is true. But – Given that the those last two spots are up for grabs, he could. There's a decent chance that he could uh, he could sneak in because he's got the highest points for out of everybody that's that's currently tied for second to last. Yeah, he's a very very strong three and four. Yeah. Um. Ooh, oh, so is it still the people that haven't won the league? It's still you, Caleb, Preston, Robert, and. My dad. Yes. So it's still so. five five winners and five people that haven't yeah. won yet. So yeah. next, if one of the five of you can win it this year, then the majority of people in the league will have won. So that's something to watch. That is... Daniel has two wins and Garrick has two wins. Uh yes. And two of those both of those have one win that's really a Mickey Mouse win. Given that that was that was in the old format of the league, the old format of the playoffs, they both won in the old format. That, yes. that does need so, an asterisk. So that's like that's basically like getting crowned the national championship in a newspaper then I, on uh, Sunday morning. So not to take like UCF's claim to the national title. Yes, uh, uh, I mean it's it's maybe slightly more legitimate than that, but it's a uh, it's still open to uh, to an asterisk. Well, yeah, that, because in the semifinals, I didn't know it was two weeks. I beat Daniel the first week, which is in the in the format now. He's defeated. Yeah, but then he comes back and wins the next week. And that's how I was in both of both of the games last year. I had won the first week, and then uh, the week seventeen of the championship rolled around, and half my guys were out of buys because they're resting up for the playoffs. Yeah, it's just not a good idea to have fantasy go into the last week because a lot yeah. of guys get set out. It's, it's good that we stopped doing that. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, but I guess we can – so we can transition a little bit into some regular football talk. How uh, – what do you want to look for tonight in the uh, Thursday night game? We got Cardinals-Packers. It should be a good one. It should be a lot better than the Case Keenum revenge game we had last week. <laughs> It's going to be fun. I it's obviously Aaron Rodgers has a lot of 
a lot of his guys out tonight, a lot of his receivers. But it seems like he's one of those guys that might just say F it and have a great night. He just it seems like it doesn't really matter. He just kind of spreads the ball around. Yeah, I could see it. I was we were out at lunch today and on the, the TV up at the bar we had seen a they had first take on and I guess they had a little side note that said that when uh, Devontae Adams is out the, in the last three years, the Packers are six and zero. So, <laughs> so no, that's so he's he's a minus. Yeah. Now I will say he doesn't have uh, Alan Lazard or or somebody else, but is he does Scantling still have, is that Scantling? Yeah. Is he out too? Whatever his name. Yeah. Is. Well, that's that's the Marquez Valdez. Scant, Scantling. Yeah. No, he's a uh, he might be. He might be playing. I don't know. I know. I'm excited. I mean, I'm I'm starting Robert Tanyan tonight, the tight end, and I'm kind of excited about that because all these guys are out, so Rodgers only has a limited yeah. amount of guys to throw to. It could that be. is true. He does – let's see. He does have uh, Randall Cobb still there. So, if I was if I was a betting man, I would, I would definitely bet the over on yards for Randall Cobb, Tanyan. And uh, Amari Rogers tonight. Yeah, his. I mean, Randall Cobb is his boy. And and then having uh, what's his face? Is Jordy uh, Nelson back tonight? For he him? might be. You never know. <laughs> yeah, he might come out of retirement. Um. Let's see who's the running back again? I always forget his freaking name. Uh, it's Aaron Jones. Aaron right. Jones. Yeah, he he's a. Fantasy owners are going to love having him tonight. I feel like, but then again, the Cardinals have a pretty pretty good defense. So I don't know. They're ranked number one against the pass, I believe. Yeah, and of course, having JJ Watt Watt go down is going to hurt him. But at the same time, I think JJ Watt's a little bit overrated. He is. He's just he he gets hurt every single year. I mean, it, it may be about time for him to hang it up. Yeah, that's like that's one of those things. Like, dude, you had. You had a really good prime, but it was really short, and you just could not stay healthy. Yeah, he'll be a Hall of Famer for sure, but. Yeah. Just, I don't yeah. know. If, I mean, I guess he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer probably just because he had, like, two defensive players of the year. One of those he shouldn't have had. It should have been Vaughn Miller's, but I'm not. I digress. <laughs> and his stardom. Everybody loves him so much that yeah. that, that plays into It's kind of politics who yeah. gets voted into sometimes. He'll be in. Yeah, he will for sure. Uh, but it'll be fun. I'm looking for, I mean, two great quarterbacks, kind of the older, mature Rodgers, who's just oh, yeah. reliable, and then the young, flashy Kyler. It'll be fun Ooh. to watch the two eras go like, Ky- Kyler might be the best quarterback in the league. Is it too, Is that a stretch to say? Like, uh, no, I, no, no, no. I, I certainly would agree with you that he's the most talented. Um, now, if I still have to go win one important game, I'm still going oh, with Rodgers or Brady. Oh yeah, I'm still going with Brady all the way. If you're gonna, if you're talking about one game, you have to win. I trust Rodgers and Brady more, but Kyler's yeah. more talented for sure. Oh yeah, Kyler's just so fun to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that he's having success because like Baker's just the media's whipping boy. They like beating up on him just because he's easy to he's easy to go after. And I mean, he isn't he isn't the game changer Kyler is, and he's. Like, no, and, and his role's a little bit different. If Kyler was playing in a system with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, his yeah, numbers wouldn't be true. what they are. It's it's a little skewed because Baker's just in a different situation. Yeah, 
And Kyler does have better weapons in terms of like pass pass catchers. Like he's got he's got DeAndre Hopkins, uh, uh, AJ Green. Uh, who else do they have? They got uh, Ron, that Rondell Moore guy, and now they have Zach Ertz. So Chase Edmonds catches quite a few passes. Out yeah, of that Chase field. Edmonds too. So. Um, I just think that, and also Baker's receivers kind of suck. Odell sucks. Odell hasn't been good since that catch. And I then, mean, it's, it's since the kicking net incident, really. Yeah. Um, and then so what else was there's there? just not a whole lot in the passing game for Baker. He definitely. Jarvis, I mean, Jarvis is good, but he's not a game changer. He's just yeah. a possession receiver. Yeah. He's got two tight ends that are hit or miss. Um, Najoku yeah. and who? Uh, Austin Hooper. He's really oh, missed. Hoop, 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 I'm hoop. Austin Hooper. <laughs> I love Clay. Clay, if you'll send a – when you hear this podcast, if you'll do a Snapchat video imitating uh, Adam Hooper, that'd be great. That would be – Maybe while chugging a beer or two. <laughs> or buzz ball. <laughs> uh, that was... um, yeah, oh, how about that? Uh, I wanted to talk to you. How about that Monday night? Awful poop effective football game between Jameis Winston and Geno Smith. Both those guys suck. I don't know would, what the hype. Can somebody please explain the hype on Jameis Winston? He can't I don't understand it. Yeah, he's he's extremely limited. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. And then, like Geno Smith goes out there, and I don't know why there was even like they should have flexed that out on Monday night and put in a better game. It was it was hard to watch. The best part of it was the second quarter whenever they had Marshawn Lynch on, and it was uh, the Manning cast with Eli Payton and Marshawn. Marshawn Lynch said that he took three shots to pregame. <laughs> three shots of Henny. Yeah, three Henny shots, and then got on there and dropped a couple F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a good night for him. I enjoyed Brady and Breeze. That was an all-star lineup, and then they effed it up in the third quarter by – Put yeah, Sue Bird. Oh, who, who wants to hear Sue Bird? Oh, I know, and you could tell Peyton was stretching to like find stuff to talk about. It's like nobody wants to talk to Sue Bird. You think She's Peyton the... Manning knows anything about the WNBA? Uh, I would hope not. <laughs> Freaking Sue Bird had that bullshit. Uh, it was it was after they had won the championship, and they were like, they're like, how are you guys gonna sell? Or she was like, do you have any message to the to your haters or something like that? And she's like, tell them to talk to our bonus money. What was that, five grand? Yeah, I was about to say. Niagara Niagara gave you a bigger raise at work than they're making for being professional athletes, in quotation marks. Keep keep this in mind. You're getting paid more than they are. They gave me a bigger relocation bonus than 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 the WNBA has given them uh, for a, a bonus. Sue Bird might be the only player in the WNBA making more than you. I think she might get paid six figures. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't – And that's yeah, too I, much because yeah. nobody goes those games. I think, like, the highest paid WNBA player is, like, 150K or something like that. I mean, granted, they make a lot more off their endorsements, so they're still rich, but – A secretary like, has a more stressful job than the WNBA. They exactly. could go out there and have 13 turnovers in a quarter and nobody would even know. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Why? Like the the NBA is losing so much money on them. Like even even the worst NBA franchises, even the freaking Orlando Magic or the Detroit Pistons, they still bring in a profit every year. 
So even if like even the Thunder will bring in a profit, even if they're not like getting televised on any national game. Like, it was any... good to see the Thunder beat the Lakers. I like yeah, that. Yeah, speaking of that, how about that? Giddy's looking I will I will admit I was a little bit wrong about him. He looks pretty good. Yeah. I, I didn't watch a second of that game, so I can't really talk on it. I just saw the score. So I watched the I watched like the third quarter or half the third quarter and then the fourth quarter and they won. I was watching on my phone. Uh but he had like twenty points or something like that, and he had, he had a double double. I know that. Lugent's uh, had seventeen, I believe. Lug nuts, baby. Lugent's dork. Hold up. Welcome to the Dorcher Chamber. That was our Dorcher. first win. That was, and that's against the mighty Lakers. Is it too early to say? I don't know how that's going to all work out in LA. I don't. I, I think it'll crash and burn. They have the I oldest crash and burn. They have the oldest roster in the league. Like, I at the same I do, but at the same time, it's like I want Russ to get a ring, and this is really like his last shot. I'm sorry. I I do I do like me some Russ, but I my hatred for LeBron goes deeper than wanting Russ to get a ring. I mean that's fair. Anthony yeah, Davis will miss 30 games this year with an injury. He always does. He's never healthy. Yeah. But uh, Josh Giddy was 7 of 13 for with 18 points and 10 assists, and he was 2 for 5 from 3. How about that, Rook? Yeah. And then, and then of course, uh, SGA is a stud. Yeah. 27, 9, and 5. It uh, was 7 of 19 and 5 of five 11 from 3. Like, what a stud. How long till the Thunder make the playoffs again? Uh, Next couple know. years? It's, I would I would say I don't know. I would yeah. say I, I want to be like I want to be optimistic and say potentially next year they can make it if they have a good draft and depending on how guys develop. But realistically, I still think they're probably two years out. Which sucks because that only leaves us like one more year on SGA's deal, and who knows how long he's staying after that? Unless he like, unless he buys into the potential, and then like we can keep signing him. But I don't, I don't know how long we're gonna be able to keep him for after that. But he did sign a four or five year deal, so hopefully we can put those picks together with him, Giddy, and. Uh... And then maybe – I mean, if this coach is great, awesome. Yeah. I would assume once we're there, once the rebuild's complete, yeah. then we'll probably get a bigger-name coach. Yeah. I mean, if this guy works – I don't know. They showed – they've shown promise in the games that – like, even last year, whenever they were clearly non-competitive, like, they were still – or, like, you could tell the goal was to lose. Like, they were still, like, playing good, even with, like, G League players. So – Yeah. I don't know. I think there's – there's promise with this coach. Um, I like. I do like him more than Billy Donovan. I feel like they play different than than that. They they actually like move the ball a lot more. But but who knows? We'll see how it all shakes out. I don't. The NBA has kind of lost me. Yeah, it's it. I was talking to Robert and Daniel last night actually about this. Like the NBA really shot themselves in the foot by just pushing like big markets so much. Like I understand that's where your biggest like base is. And that's where like overseas, that's where your biggest fandom is, is like on these big markets. But still like you, you basically like just, I don't know what, like you alienate like half your fan base and half the teams in your league because you want to cater to 
LA, the two LA teams, uh, the two New York teams, Boston and Miami, and and I guess like Houston and Dallas too. But and then all that just to like like you you see that, and then Milwaukee wins the championship. All these other leagues are getting dominated by Roger freaking Goodell. Yeah. It's like out of all these leagues. But then there's one thing that all these leagues have in common. I feel like none of their G, none of their, or not GMs, none of their commissioners are freaking competent. It doesn't make any sense. If you just had a competent, like, like competent commissioner, like these leagues would probably, well, they wouldn't overtake the NFL because it's the NFL. But, I don't know if Adam Silver's ever touched a basketball before he got that job. No, he looks like that Slugworth guy off of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, he's right. trying to buy off kids. <laughs> yeah. He he just seems like he's asleep at the wheel. Um, yeah, he's, he's letting LeBron dictate where the NBA goes. Rob Manfred, do we even know in baseball? Does he ever even say anything? Well, he's... He screwed regular season baseball by the freaking extra innings rule, having a runner automatically start at second base. That's dumb. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, Base, I it, it's real. The NFL yeah. just dominates. Baseball is just a dying sport. Like, I, it's fun to go to a game and watch it, but, like, nobody wants to sit down and watch baseball on TV. Like, until the playoffs start, which, like, like I haven't watched a second of baseball all season, like all year. And I don't. I probably don't plan on watching any of the World Series either. Like, there's no draw to it. I didn't watch any regular season baseball hardly, um, but I I have watched in the in the post postseason baseball oh. is still fun. Yeah, of course, living around Pearson and Burt, you're gonna have to watch baseball. And Landon's a big Braves fan, so you have to uh, Landon sure. Robert. Robert's yeah. Robert hasn't been around though because he's COVIDed out right now. Uh, he still believes in that. This was his fifteenth time getting tested, and he finally <laughs> finally got his positive test that he's been wanting. He's been craving it for a year now. <laughs> been craving it. Of course, he's now been the itching. The rules have changed. He just has to deliver a negative test, and he's good to go. He can stop quarantining after that. Yeah, it's we have a big Halloween party at our friend's apartment here tomorrow night, and it just oh, so happens boy. Robert's cleared to go tomorrow. It's it's unbelievable, <laughs> huh? It's like oh, those yeah. guys that get COVID and then three days later somehow they're ready to go in an NFL game. I'm like, <laughs> okay, uh, that's cool. I mean, if it were up to me, we would just abandon the testing completely. The people that oh, wanted to be vaccinated 100%. got vaccinated. The people who didn't, didn't. Let's just play. Yeah. Um, are there going to be many thotties at this Halloween party? Yeah. Yeah, there's going to oh, be like – baby. You know how big the Aspen apartments are. They're not very big down in the living room, and there's like yeah. 40, there's like forty people coming to this thing. So, oh, if the right. weather's cold, I'm not going to want to hang out outside, but I'm not going to be in there and get claustrophobic. <laughs> all these, all the, all the little sleuths are going to be running around in their scantily clad little nurse and devil outfits. Oh, the Playboy Bunny is the most popular right oh, now. Oh yeah, and Pearson's going to be all grabby, grabby, getting some allegations. Yeah, he, he's he's set up for some allegations. Oh, yeah. Too bad he's off, no off off the podcast. I'll yeah. tell you about his latest yeah. one. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, who? Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say, too bad nobody's gonna be able to get put in a headlock. You have to you have to put Jacob up to going around and putting girls in headlocks while he's there. Yeah, you <laughs> would have taken care of that for us. Yeah, in loving memory. 
Garrick wouldn't. I'm not inviting Garrick because Garrick wouldn't want to come to this because I think everybody's over 18. So it's kind of kind of everybody's too old for Garrick. <laughs> oh god! We, I could try to go recruit some high schoolers for Garrick, but I wouldn't want to get in trouble. I'll let him take the fall for that one. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go down in a pedophilia ring. No, no, I don't want to enable his underage dating. Absolutely not. Um, oh, do you want to tell off air? Do you want to tell that story? Tell what story? The call the cops story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can. Did I talk about, did I talk about it in the last pod? Uh, you just told the story about all you said was you were dancing and people almost got in a fight. Oh, yeah. So to carry on that later that night. So. I we're we're at this uh, at this place, and by the two guys I was with, I, which I was talking about starting to fight all night, and then uh, <laughs> apparently I'm the one that just like sat off the side and just started dancing. Didn't realize anything was going on, which I don't remember dancing because apparently every time that we're out, I start randomly dancing, which I don't remember ever doing any of that. Not exactly the dancing type. I've I've uh, been out I've been out with you probably a hundred times now at this point, and that is kind of your thing. You just get in a groove, and I'll look over there, and you got your two closed fists in the air, pumping, <laughs> pumping your fist in the air. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm sitting off on the side, and there's these there's actually three girls with us. Uh, two of them were sitting at the table with me. One of them was the my one of my friends' girlfriend. Another one was her friend, and. The two guys that I was with got in a like we're getting in a fight. They hadn't started fisting. <laughs> fisting. They were they were they were fisting in the middle of the bar. <laughs> yes, they were fisting each other. Wow! And everybody was just in a circle watching. Um, but no, they 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 hadn't gone to blows yet. But they were like all up in each other's faces with a couple other guys. And then next thing you know, they're both gone. We don't know what happened. And. Well, I was like, well, what do we do now? And they're like, well, I guess we can leave. And so I called an Uber, went back to my truck. And then we take my truck and go to my friend's house because we think this one girl gave him his keys to hold on to, not his girlfriend, the other one. Gave her his keys or gave him her keys to hold on to. Well, we're at his house and we're trying to get a hold of him because we're like, maybe he's here. And we get a call to them one time, and they're like, where are you at? Like, you've got my keys, and I need to get my car so I didn't get towed in the morning. And uh, he was like, well, I'm not home right now. I was like, I don't know when I'm going to be home either. And she's like, well, I need my keys. Like, I like I can't get home with that, and I can't get to my car. All my stuff's in there. And uh, he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. And then, like, so we went back to my house, and we're just chilling there. And I like, I go to sleep and she's like, she's still like freaking out and everything. I'm like, whatever, she can do whatever she wants. And so, uh, she's like, I wake up at like 4 a.m. and she's still up because I had to go take a leak like a Russian racehorse. And she's like, I can't sleep. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about that? And, uh, she was like, well, I'm just worried about my keys. I can't find. It's like I can't get a hold of old Nick, and I don't know what what to do. And uh, 
And I was like, well, he's not going to steal them. He's my boss. I can get them back for me the next morning. And I went back to bed, and she's like, well, I'm going to call the cops. And I was like, hold up now. We're not going to be doing that in my house. <laughs> that's my boss. You're not going to call the cops on him. And so I'm getting ready to go to sleep again. And I hear her, I hear she's on speakerphone, and I hear the operator go, 911, what's your emergency? I'm like, you called 911 on him? <laughs> and, and then she's like, can I get transferred to the, uh, to the non-emergency helpline? And she's like, yeah, we'll just transfer you to the cops or the local, like the local police. And she's like, thank you. And she's like, okay, so we were out with these guys and I gave my keys to this one guy and he won't give them back and he won't answer his calls anymore. And they were like, man, there's nothing we can do. That's not an emergency. Get them back in the morning. And then they hung out. <laughs> there's like oh. five cops left in the city probably because they've all quit. And then they, <laughs> they had to, the poor guys had to answer that call. I know. So that was a... That was a wild time. I remember one time you were talking about the bar. I was, uh, you were sitting there and I was with uh, that Morgan girl and it was dark in there. Oh, and I was, knows. yeah, I was playing, uh, sorry, dad. I was playing tonsil <laughs> hockey <laughs> and all of a sudden there's this big bright flash. Seth's taking a Snapchat and has his flash on. <laughs> And it just illuminates us in this crowded bar. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding. Everybody in the, in the cabin 10 group message is giving you a hard time for putting the flash on. And I'm trying to disturb everybody else in like a 10-foot radius of us too, which is probably about 40 people. <laughs> that was great. We've had, some, we've had some great times out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Do we want to uh, close it out by talking a little OU football? Uh, There's probably a few to, things to talk about. Yeah, I was trying to avoid it. I feel like it'd only be natural. We hype up, we hype them up whenever and slob on them whenever they do good. I guess we have to we have to bring up the ugly. So yeah, anybody who is out not living under a rock knows that OU's defense isn't very good right now. No, OU as a whole just doesn't look very good right now. And it's if you look at it on paper, you see that we gave up. What? Twenty three. We gave up. Yeah, we gave up five hundred yards to Kansas. Yeah, it it, was, it the points were misleading because they just moved the ball over us. They just didn't. Score I'm, I'm pretty sure it was five hundred. It was a lot of yards. I know that because they had the ball the whole game. Yeah, like we had like seventeen minutes for time of possession. Yeah, they just crushed us in, in time so. of possession. But uh, uh, the bright spot was Caleb. If if Caleb Williams doesn't rip the ball, yeah, out of, out of Jay Hall's hands, right? Or was it Kennedy or Jay Hall? I can't remember. Uh, it was Kennedy. It was he rips the ball out of Kennedy's uh, hands and gets that first down. If we don't get that first down, we lose because we're not stopping them. Hundred percent, go that, right down there. The only thing I could say is maybe they get a quick score and then we go down and run the ball because at that point they really couldn't stop us because clearly on that drive Lincoln was trying to just run the clock out, which it never works. I don't know why. Like his his four minute offense has got to be the worst four minute offense in the entire like country, college football, high school. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he he really struggles in those situations. And yeah. I used to say that. Well, he's a new coach. Now he's been doing this. You know what? For four years, four yeah. five seasons, he has no. He's been here. It's like, well, you think there'd be a learning curve by now? Yeah, he has no like. He doesn't know when to not be aggressive. And when to not be conservative. 
because it's like he's aggressive balls to the wall for like three quarters of the game. But as soon as it gets into the fourth quarter, it's like, all right, we're up. It's time to shut it down. Just get out of here with a win. And it's like, why don't you just step on somebody's throat for once? My goodness. We were at 38 and a half point favorite. <laughs> and one by, thir- one by 12. 12, yeah. And that was, and that 12 was a little misleading because it was more of a one score win. <laughs> yeah, we score. scored with like a minute left. Yeah, it was, it, the final score was misleading. Um, it, I mean, it was just bad all around. I mean, and we talk about our defense stinks. They moved the ball over us. But in the first half, we got goose egged by Kansas. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's a product of many things. I think. Whenever you only get the ball once in a first quarter, obviously you want to score more times. But you can't expect – even against Kansas, I don't think you can expect your offense to score like 100% of the time. You should be able to move the ball a lot more. But, yeah, of course we had the, the five-play the five play drive and the next drive. Uh, we're down 10 nothing, And Caleb throws that interception, which freshman mistake. He, he hadn't – Hadn't got burned on any of those plays yet this year, so he was throwing a heat check, even though he easily could have ran for the first down or threw it to Kennedy Brooks and got, like, 40 yards of that. But He wanted the home run. Yes, which is understandable, especially the way he had been playing the last couple games. So Against good... Kansas, too. He probably didn't think that anybody on Kansas could even pick it off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but I, like, I don't mind that play. It's like he at least kind of came back down to earth a little bit and, like, I, I I guess it, it's better to make that play now than against Baylor or Iowa State or Oklahoma State. For uh, heaven forbid, if we were to somehow win to go to the college football playoff, yeah, and have to play against Cincinnati, which I don't, I don't, I don't concern ourselves with Cincinnati. I don't even think Cincinnati's going to make the playoff. I think they're going to find a way to screw them, assuming they even get past SMU. I have major beef with the AP rankings. First of all, these are journalists who are writing this. Complete bullshit, dude. Why do you have Cincinnati who I, – granted, I understand the national perception of Navy is not the same as Kansas, but they were both one and five. And they – Cincinnati barely squeaked it by – Was it? were they at home or were they – I think they were on the road actually. I don't still, know. It doesn't matter. You Navy at least had a chance to win that at the end of the game or – to tie it back up, at least Kansas, we, I mean, we did pull away and like make sure that they didn't come back. They didn't really have a chance to win it at the end. Like had Navy not gotten sacked on like third and long, they might've had a chance. Uh, you don't drop them at all, but then you drop us, which uh, again, I understand it's Kansas, but it's still, you're not, I didn't know we were going by a whole body of work. We're going by like a week to week type of thing because your ranking each week essentially reflects your body of work, but this isn't like the college football playoff, I guess. And then you we got the- we got hopped by a one loss team. Yeah, by Bama, who struggled. They, they with had Tennessee. lost two weeks. Two weeks ago, they had lost to a team that at the time was unranked. Two yeah. weeks later, they're at number three. Explain yeah. that to me. And whenever they lost to that team, they dropped four spots to number five. What are we they, doing? And they didn't exactly look good against Tennessee. No, they looked good for one quarter, the third quarter, and after like they looked bad in the first and the second quarter. Halftime rolls around, they're up seven against Tennessee, who is literally in shambles. They got fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars for throwing golf balls at Lane Kiffin and throwing mustard on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and it just doesn't make sense. Like 
I understand it's Bama, and they're going to get a pass like this until Saban's gone. But still, how do you do this? And then on top of that, you've got Ohio State right behind us. They're a one-loss team. They shouldn't be above Michigan or Michigan State. I don't care if either of these teams haven't played anybody ranked yet. Neither is Ohio State. The best team they've beaten is freaking Rutgers. How was Penn State ranked seventh as a one-loss team, too? Because Illinois was trash. Yeah, I don't know. That game, Illinois beat Penn State in the two-point conversion shootout with a backup quarterback who couldn't start for Dewey. Yeah, it doesn't. He threw a ball. He tried to throw a pass to the back of the end zone and hit students. Yeah, I know. It's like a camera guy had to put his hand up to block the ball. That was that was the worst pass I've seen all year. I mean, they were. I guess they were getting special treatment because they had they had lost to Iowa on the road, Hmm. who at the time was number three, they lose to them, and then I guess they lose the backup quarterback, and they're like, eh, we won't drop them that far. But then, yeah, you go out and lay an egg against Illinois, who's coached literally on national television, or I guess not national TV, but like out in public, basically said his entire team sucks, and <laughs> said he had and basically detached himself from all ties to them, saying, I didn't bring these guys in, so. Oh, my gosh. It's not my fault that they're that bad. Um, here's the thing: if we if we just go out and beat Texas Tech and don't crush them, do we? Uh, does Ohio State jump us and we fall out of the? We're undefeated and fall out of the top four. Is there a world where that happens? I mean, I, anything's possible, dude. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. The AP so these are journalists. Stupid. These are people that most likely didn't even play football. These are pencil yeah. pushing nerds who are. I mean, thankfully the college football playoff rankings are around the corner where we have football people. Yeah ranking teams but good night you guys just hear you guys are journalists you've been writing about nick saban yeah, you guys I, are getting out the knee pads and so you just hear about alabama and say well pff, doesn't matter they're they're got to be in the top three yeah. what i what i do not want to see and what i have a i have a very bad like feeling will happen is alabama is going to they're going to find a way to work themselves back up to number two in the ap and for the most part i feel like I feel like the Coswell playoff poll is going to rank them two or three whenever that comes out, assuming the, the records stay the same. And then they're going to lose in the SEC championship to Georgia, and they're still going to put Bama in. Oh, there's no way you can put a two-loss non-conference championship If, it, in. if it's going to happen any year, it's going to happen this year. Oh, Bama's, my goodness. I, mean, I, I would riot. I'd be looting store. Oh, 100%. Like, I, since when did it become – like power five teams, regardless of what's on their resume, you're undefeated. Like again, like Wake Forest, for example, you're in the ACC. ACC freaking shit. But <laughs> like Clemson's yeah, bad. Clemson's not they, even good. That's the only good team. Clemson can play the exact same record. Wake Forest has won the same way Clemson has in a lot of their games. But you're not. Wake Forest is 14 right now, and they're undefeated. Just like. I mean, I don't like them. Oklahoma State, they were number eight. Michigan, they were number six. Or Michigan State, they were, what, nine or ten. All those teams were undefeated last week. Obviously, Oklahoma State lost. But those teams should be up in the top five, six, seven with all the other unbeatens. Like, until you, like, prove yourself and work your way back up and, like, the cards work themselves out, which they will, like, don't rank these teams higher than they need to be because it basically just doesn't give any of these other teams a chance. 
late in the year. But yeah, the, the AP just guesses who's good and go on. And yeah, it's they, they just go off your brand, your who your head coach is, your recruiting rankings, that's about it. And honestly, OU benefits from that. Like, they don't benefit the same level Alabama does or Ohio State does, but we do. It's just we we get knocked because people are like, ah, we've seen you in the playoff before. We don't we aren't gonna trust it. So whew, you got me all worked up right there. Yeah, the I, I the AP drives me insane. I don't know how I mean, obviously Georgia is the clear number one. Nobody's arguing that. If you want to rank Cincinnati ahead of us, go ahead. But who has Cincinnati beaten? Yeah, I mean Notre Dame and Indiana. Indiana's Indiana what, sucks. Yeah, they were both of those teams were so overhyped going into the year because they'd finished good last year. Ohio State just shellacked Indiana. Yeah. Notre Dame, the best team they beat was Wisconsin, who Wisconsin sucks. I mean, Notre Dame is like Cincinnati Dame would not like, beat Texas. When was the last time Notre Dame won a national championship? Was it like the freaking seventies? I, I have no idea. I just know who who would win between Texas and Cincinnati. Cincinnati, more than likely. Oh, really? Um, because I, honestly, I think Texas would. Because oh, did I say Cincinnati would win? Yeah, you said Cincinnati. No, sorry, I meant Texas. Okay, so I was like, I, I would even say that Texas might be favored in that game. Yeah, because like, especially if it's in Austin. Yeah, because they like they're not going to stop B. John Robinson. None of those guys are like they don't have the size to compete with these big teams. Like, I, so you can spare me all the shit you want about how, oh, they played Georgia close last year. Literally, Georgia had more people opt out than people that opted out of the COVID vaccine. Like, <laughs> they had half their team was missing, and they still won. Like, you can't give me that. And What just, conference is Cincinnati in? Uh, about to be the Big 12. Well, but, yeah, but what are they in right now? Uh, right now, they are in the American. Okay, so why are we? Why is an undefeated American team ahead of an undefeated Big Twelve team? Explain yeah, that. Makes sense. When, just, when they're, yeah. If somebody can, I mean, I know people are going to think we're just Homer OU fans, but just explain that to me. We have yeah, it, we have Texas is a, a more of a quality win than than Cincinnati has. They just beat a one in five Navy team by seven and almost lost. What am I missing? Yeah, it, it, I don't. Some nerd either. from the AP write me and give me the explanation why Cincinnati's <laughs> number two. Yeah, I would. I would love to know, but well, you see the analytics and graphics. That's great. Yeah, Tell analytics. Cincinnati. Let's see. Yeah. See how Cincinnati fares in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Not that. Not that they're gonna do much whenever. I guess whenever they move over to the Big 12, I feel like they're probably going to stay the same because all it is is going to be the basically the, a little bit better American for the most part. I mean, outside of, like, Oklahoma State and who else is it? Like, TCU. I mean, TCU I does. I, I hate on Gary Patterson, but TCU puts together some good teams. Every, yeah. every four or five years, they'll have a team that's in the top 15. Yeah, but, I mean, like, they're going from – I don't know. It's just uh, Cincinnati's going to drop off a little bit. Houston's going to drop off. UCF. There's just I don't know. There's I feel like that the Big Twelve is just going to be if they if they even consider a Power Five conference after this, they're stupid. Like it's not even really a Power Five anymore. It's like a conglomerate of yeah. OSU is going to have their 
get get to run the conference. That's that's all they've ever wanted. It's going to be the equivalent of two A high school football, but they're uh, going to be able to run the conference. Oh man, you should have seen the absolute shit storm on Twitter that happened after that Oklahoma State game. I've he never was seen... short. I don't want to hear. I, he was definitely yeah, the, short. They were like he was clearly over the line. Oh okay. no, he was not. Okay, first of all, there's not a which they have a they have a reasonable complaint that he was like that they need to have more cameras and things, which they do. It was. Like how there's only two camera angles that I don't understand, but the guy was he was stood up a yard short. The, the guard or center, whoever it was, came in and pulled him. And at that point, you can't tell clearly. At the end of the play, yeah, he was over the line, but you don't know if his knee went down, before, like in the process of getting like cattle strung over there. You like you just don't know like what happened, and you can't go back and piece together like a Zapruder footage of him to see whether or not. <laughs> He was across whenever the angle you're at is like 10 degrees offset from that line and there's bodies all around. Like there wasn't a good view. If you had pylon cam, you might be able to see it. But for some reason, there wasn't pylon cam at this game. By the way, before we have to go, because we're about to run out of time, the the Iowa State fans, they're they're just as bad as OSU fans. You kidding me? You stormed the field. You were favored to win by seven. What? See what I don't understand. Why are you storming the field? I sent this to Pearson after the game, which I don't follow any of these OSU accounts, but I follow Champ Gibson, and so I see all these these OSU accounts retweet stuff. I sent it to uh, Pearson and Steve. I was like, there's no way you guys can believe this. But Barstool OSU posted, y'all pissed that ISU rushed the field, question mark? I'm not. Shows us where our program is at. It's a big deal to beat us. What? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's because teams like you guys that have never won a freaking like anything that matters. Nineteen forty-seven or nineteen forty-five, they're yeah. champions. Yeah. Check the banner. Like none of these teams like this have ever won anything of significance. So anytime they beat a ranked team that's ahead of them, they're gonna storm the field. And it's like they say that, and whenever they were a, like a fourteen-point favorite over us, and they had Brandon Whedon and. Justin Blackman, the alcoholic, um, and all those guys on their team. And, like, if we had Lance Jones. You guys were favored to beat us. We were the 12th team on the road. You guys stormed the field after that. Yeah, they don't expect to win. It's it's a big deal for them to win because they, they – we're, we're big brother, but they started a 30-year-old quarterback. So, technically, they were big brother that year. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm playing against Jansen on Division Three, that 40-year-old <laughs> linebacker. It's not fair. He's playing against um, kids. Chancellor, are you sad you're going to have to go? No. I might have another year of eligibility. How would you have another year of eligibility? Called a red shirt. Legally, I can play eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're about out of time. That was a good pod. That was. We got. We were about to – felt like we were about to cut it short, and then we got all wrapped up in college football talk. Man. Love it. Love it. Love Anytime it. I can hate on the AP, I'm I'm all in. Yes, we love it. We love it. Oh well, I guess that'll wrap us up for another edition of Football Finest. I will see you hopefully soon. Come take a trip to Norman hopefully soon. soon. Are be... you gonna be Are you gonna be back in Bartlesville over Christmas? Any? Uh, I'll be back over Thanksgiving. Let's get a hunt in. Oh, I'd love to. My dad actually he just got a new lease. I was, uh, well, this is the first year he's been on. I wouldn't say it's new as of like like right now but he this is the first year he's been on it and there's quite a few ponds out there well, we might be able to hit it up do some duck hunting on it oh yeah bring garrick <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> All right, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Good luck. Yeah. Bye-bye. This pod's also brought to you by E78 Fitness Performance. And I got to say, we're watching the first four weeks of the NBA season. It looks like Josh Giddy heard our heard our criticism. It looks like he might be uh, taking our old boy Zach Robines up on some of the some of his little workout routines. Uh, obviously, I don't have the message right in front of me, so I don't really know what his rates are. I know you're getting a better deal than everybody in town in the Northeast Oklahoma area, and frankly, in the U.S. Zach's a great dude, good trainer, certified, qualified for your fitness needs. Uh, just give him a call. Get him, get him set up a little workout plan. I don't know. He might be able to even give you a little diet advice. But, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's going to get you ripped. He's going to get you in shape. He's going to help you hit them tennis balls harder, hit them baseballs harder, throw them pitches faster, hit them mother frickers coming in the hole harder. Uh, we know, like, just he's going to help your athletic performance, or he might even help you chase down somebody if you're, like, a 40-year-old man chasing somebody with an ax. He might help you doing that, too. So he'll help you with a lot of stuff. Hit him up. E78, we love him. So. Go try him out. As always, he's brought to you by the pod. Him and E78, they know how to get it done. And that's a wrap. Episode 8 is in the books. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and we hope you guys keep tuning in every week for us to tickle your ears and enlighten your your spirits. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed the pod, and as always, our presenting sponsor is WTH Cattle Company. Be sure to go check them out. And also, if you're looking to get in shape, contact Zach. He's your man with our Coach's Corner sponsor, E78 Fitness Performance. And I know we've been slacking a little bit on coaches to bring on. So if you guys maybe want to shoot out a little poll in the in the ESPN app, we can see about who, who a fan favorite to get on the show would be. Maybe it's a new guest or recurring guest. Maybe it's uh, it's somebody off the wall. It's got to be reasonable. But let's. We're open for opinions. We want to spice the show up and give you guys enjoyment. So get us, give us some ideas of people to bring on Coach's Corner, and we'll try and make it happen. We aim to please y'all. So until next time, we hope you guys just uh, keep doing what you're doing and uh, make fun of Garrick for coming in last place. We, just, we really want to hammer that one home. Living on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists Covered in oil Strumming my sixth string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp Hey, they're beginning to boil Wasted away again in Margaritaville Searching for my lost shaker of salt Some people claim that there's a woman to blame But I know it's nobody's fault